1: FM Talk on demand audio.
2: I was so thrilled yesterday to interview Riley Gaines when I filled in for Brian Kilmeade Mm -hmm. on his national show. Truth be told, we've tried to get Riley on. She's in heavy demand, but um, I thought we'd use the influence of Mr. Kilmeade and Allison, his awesome producer. Yes. And we got her booked yesterday. So I figured why not double up for people who missed this yesterday? She was fantastic. I had a chance to talk with her about all kinds of things and I asked her how she was doing.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me, Mark. Uh, And yes, I was. Um, I did a library reading down in Branson, Missouri, uh, and I did. I went up to St. Louis, and I had a press conference with the attorney general, um, A.G. Bailey. Hey, Andrew Missouri, Bailey, who has, He's really been a leader um, on the forefront of a lot of this gender ideology movement and pursuing litigation and really defending the rights of parents and of women and the safeguarding of children. So could not have been more glad to, to stand alongside him.
2: Well, Andrew is great. And as you know, I kind of, I talk about, sometimes I talk about St. Louis in two ways as ground zero one with um, the Mike Brown shooting from nearly 10 years ago, but on this issue in particular, and look, I've been talking about the trans issue for several years now, and believe me, I appreciate your voice, but we had, you know, Washington University, prestigious elite university and Children's Hospital here in St. Louis, Jamie Reed, the whistleblower, came out. It was about this year at um, this time, or last year at this time, that her report came out. Now, interestingly enough, Riley, and you've seen this, there has been slowly but surely a little bit more of that narrative from people even in this field that have been more vocal in the New York Times and the L.A. Times. It's slow, and of course, they get all the backlash that you do, but a little bit more bravery in the last year, I think, and maybe because of Jamie.
0: Well, you're certainly right. Uh, it was it was pretty cool because when I was in St. Louis, uh, they had three school board whistleblowers who were there um, who blew the whistle on really the insanity. Of what's going on in the education system, um, and the people, the higher ups, even above them, and, and what they're pushing for. Again, pushing on, on the most vulnerable, right? The children. Um, so you're, you're totally right. I think the tide, slowly but surely, uh, it's certainly turning. Uh, parents are waking up. I think medical professionals are waking up. Um, I mean, just, just people in general, they see the insanity of what's going on. And now, unfortunately, we're seeing the repercussions and the consequences of what's going on. And I think people who, you know, maybe would have considered themselves apolitical, uh, didn't really want to get involved before, they're involving themselves now.
2: And did this happen again over the weekend or last week at Ramapo College? Now, this is a Division three school, but what happened with the biological male that blew away the women, right? Oh, Mark, did it happen again? (laughs) It's happening,
0: it seems, every day now. But you're exactly right. Uh, You said what happened. Look, it's the same story every single time. A mediocre man on the men's team decides to switch over to the women's team to become a record smasher. And what happened at Ramapo College is certainly no different. Um, Again, a male uh, switches to the women's team. He broke multiple school records at their NJAC uh, conference championships. And again, this is college, right? So he's taken a scholarship, he has taken a roster spot, he has taken a spot on the championship team. There's only a limited number of spots. He took a spot from a deserving, hardworking girl. And it breaks my heart because um, having the platform that I have, I receive messages from his teammates or from other girls who have competed against him, um, and they feel so lost. They don't know what to do. Uh, Several of them reached out to me and told me, look, we feel as if we will be reprimanded if we speak out about this. We don't know what to do, but we know this is wrong. And look, I understand that because I was there. Um, The threats and the risk, they're real. Uh, And it's a really terrible position to put these 18, 19, 20-year-old girls in
2: so what is your advice there i have a couple of questions about the bravery issue one of them is about the media but on the athletes themselves because even in the situation with this swimmer from ramapo you had you know the teammates the girls that were with um this particular swimmer holding you know arms together hugging smiling but you know behind the scenes some of them don't feel this way so what is your advice if you hear from a parent or an athlete they don't want to get canceled they don't want to become the focus of backlash i get that as someone who's a somewhat public figure what do they do
0: I know. It's a it's a difficult position to be in. Um, and look, I will happily admit uh, that I, I changed my mind on this. Uh, at first, I didn't think it should be up to the girls to sacrifice anything, right? We're the ones who worked hard to get there. Um, there are people who are in place who are supposed to be protecting us. It's their job to stand up for us. But the minute I changed my mind, um, it was actually when the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act was introduced in the U.S. House. Um, and it fell entirely on party lines, meaning – 219 Republicans voted in favor of protecting women and girls in sports, and all 203 Democrats, every single last one of them, all 203 Democrats voted in opposition of protecting women and girls in sports. And that's when I realized, um, you know, up until this point, I thought legislation and policy, that's how we fix this. And ultimately it is. But I realized in that moment, gosh, what a naive thought uh, to wait for, for people to do the right thing unprovoked. We have to take action into our own hands as as everyday people, as consumers, as female athletes ourselves. And so what we can do and what needs to be done, and again, I know it's easier said than done, but don't go when the gun blows. Um, Let the boy race on his own. I think that's the most powerful and the most effective way to send the message that we're, look, enough is enough. We're saying no.
2: You know, and I had Greg Stuby on my show in St. Louis last week talking about the Save Women's Sports Act. And the thing that's frustrating, I think even more frustrating about that vote from where I sit in the middle of the country is, and Congressman Stuby said that, look, this is not even close. It's an 80-20 issue, right? It's not like 52 to 48 or something like that. I have i have to say nice things about my friends here, at Riley, who are Democrats, because the common sense Democrats who I know in this part of the country, they're just as outraged as you and I are on this. Now, one of the questions that I have, and I, I'm really curious about about your answer i highlight this all the time why maybe this is rhetorical riley but the legacy sports media the espns of the world our local newspaper the athletic whatever sports publication you want to this story about this male swimmer or any of the stories in cycling et cetera those are legitimate sports stories no matter what your opinion should be that should be something that should be featured in sports journalism but it's not it's just silenced constantly
0: they won't touch it um, which is incredibly frustrating um, yeah, for for everyone, right? It's their job to report on stories. We're not asking them to give their opinion on it. Just report on it, and they won't do it. Um, I think a lot of that, uh, of course, well, ESPN in particular is owned by Disney, so, so that should tell you everything you need to know right there. But what this movement is, is driven by, whether that's the medicalization side, whether that's the social side, whether that's what's happening in sports or in corporate America, I mean, every realm, this movement is driven by money um, or I guess the fear of losing money. And so, uh, look ESPN, right? They don't follow red or blue. They follow green. They follow where the money is taking them. And they will realize very quickly, uh, that this hurts them because like you said, this is a winning issue. And look at Bud Light, for example, the most well-known example, um, lost $27 billion and their next commercial was a big burly man on a motorcycle with a camo can. (laughs) So it shows you they're following the money. Um, ESPN, and again, in particular, they had a, during Women's History Month last March, they had a special highlighting Leah Thomas as this brave and inspiring and stunning woman who has overcome so much adversity and persecution to achieve the seemingly impossible, um, which I thought was incredibly distasteful, tone deaf to their audience. Um, and they paid for it.
2: All those things. And I highlighted that when it happened. Um Look, I have a she's about to turn 9 in a couple of weeks and she's a swimmer. She just started in a nice uh, swim club here in St. Louis. And when people hit me on Twitter or, um, you know, other social media, Riley, on this issue. They say, why do you care so much? I say, because I have a little girl who's a, an athlete now and she doesn't have a penis and I think it's important. And I don't understand why this isn't discussed more publicly in broader ways. But thankfully, you're there and I think you're a hero. And I consider myself a Riley Gaines super fan. And for some reason, this is terrible on the part of the host, I was unaware of the book Happy No Snakes Day. And I know it came out a few weeks ago. So tell me more about Happy No Snakes Day. And my apologies that I was unaware. <laughs>
0: Well, it is aimed for children, and unless you identify as a 12-year-old, <laughs> then I, I don't blame you. Um, but you're exactly right. I, I partnered with Brave Books, who has been um, phenomenal. It's it's important that we have these alternatives, right? Alternatives, again, in, in anything you can imagine, whether that's makeup, whether that's skincare, whether that's um, your phone provider, clothing outlets. Uh, of course, Brave Books is an alternative to Scholastic. Uh, which, as you and I know, Scholastic is the group, the organization that's putting these these age-inappropriate books in children's schools. Uh, so I partnered with Brave Books. We wrote the book Happy No Snakes Day, which is about telling the truth um, despite being afraid, despite what the consequences might be. Um, and so that was a lot of fun. It's, you know, I think the attack on our children, as we've said multiple times, it has, it's prevalent and it is only increasing. Uh, and so that's who we need to reach with this message. And look, the book isn't political. Of course not. Um, it's not partisan. Uh, Brave Books, they, they do a great job of teaching pro-God, pro-America, pro-family values. Um, so could not be more excited to, to have partnered
2: with them. I am most certain that this book is already in the majorities of elementary school libraries and schools across the country, Riley Gaines, right? You had to be overwhelmed with uh, just library orders for the book.